BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave trying to think of a cool way to start today's episode. I don't have one. You're talking into a box bubble. I am talking into a bubble with one of Gracie's blankets on top of it. That's actually a blanket for human babies. But wait, you're actually, you're in your new house. Yeah. Can you see? Let's see. Did she run away? I'm in my office. I see that one Um, weirdly painted turquoise wall and a giant pillow of Gracie's face. mm -hmm. That is actually from uh, Kara, that pillow from... A while ago, and I put it immediately in my office. And your pillow is downstairs on the couch. The sequin Gracie pillow you gave me is in the living room. I love that. I was thinking about, I saw this meme the other day that was like, it was something like comparing artists to podcasters or like screenwriters, like how you fret over words. Like, is this even good enough? And then a podcaster's like, so I'm going to the grocery store. Wait, you hate the grocery store. Oh, wait. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, it's not the... It's not the goal of what you're saying. It's the way that we're saying it. And I think that TikTok really hinges on the comfort people feel by watching other people merely exist. You can call them voyeurs. You can call them an audience. But like when you watch TikTok, it's like, let me show you how I make a comforting cup of soup. And you're just like, yeah, strap in. I want to watch this. And I feel like a lot of podcast is just like someone that you find funny. Like how are they going to talk about the mundane thing that makes you feel seen and also excited. Like, what secret am I going to reveal? And so, I, I didn't do that with the opening of this podcast. I should have done better. <laughs> you, better. Do you want to share a new secret every episode? Ooh, a new secret? Man, I did. I made a TikTok the other day about getting a coffee. Most people loved it. I'm always shocked how dumb people are. I am endlessly shocked and re-shocked. People are like, or you could have just made coffee at home. And I'm like, okay, do you grow coffee beans in your house? Do you never run out of coffee? The fuck is, why are people so miserable? (laughs) Coffee at home is not fun. Nobody's ever made their coffee at home and been like, oh, fun. Excuse me, what are you drinking right now? Okay, this is so gross. Okay, so my whole thing was I got this big gulp cup yesterday. I never go to 7-Eleven and I got a gigantic like Jurassic iced coffee. And I drank it this morning. I drank some yesterday. I drank some this morning, kept it in the fridge. Um, I'm like an animal that just goes back to a carcass and like keeps nibbling on it. 
Actually, that's not true. Animals, the no one's Animals should dead. not do that. Um, so I drank it all the way down and then there was just like a sip of like half and half and coffee at the bottom. And I was like, I'm going to reuse this cup. So I refilled it with water and ice. So now it's just this like murky coffee water. <laughs> it's yellow-ish. And Noah was like, that's disgusting. He was like, you would never order that at a restaurant. And I was just like, I wouldn't have to because I'd still be sipping on it. But yeah, I'm currently drinking a big gulp cup filled to the top with water, but the water is brackish due to the coffee I did not dump out at the bottom. Every How girl does, does that this. taste? It tastes fine. I call it a little caffeine finisher. <laughs> it's a great way to taper off as you had your coffee in the morning and now you're just kind of, I'm going a little fast. I think I had too much, but I don't know. I think a lot of girls do that. They just drag around like a watered down iced coffee all day. I'm not in the minority on this one. I mean, I have half a half finished root beer in my fridge right now because I couldn't finish the whole thing, but I didn't want to get rid of it. Yeah, but that's different because there's you have a hoarding problem. That's different because it's going to lose its bubbles, which is why you drink it. But back to your comment about coffee. Uh, we have a frother and that does make it fun. But I saw this girl online who like ordered all the syrups that you can use, which is you know, anybody can order them. And you could make the idea is like a Starbucks drink is so expensive. You could make it at home. I don't know. I, I don't drink Starbucks drinks, but like. It's kind of gross. If you actually make it at home, you see how much sugar is going in your drink. If the whole point is because you love the drinks, then do it. But other than that, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I, I don't I don't need to know what all the different components are. It's just like Taroni or whatever that company is, the syrup. And then you add your own <laughs> milk. Like it's just, I love a fun drink, but I always just get half and half in coffee. Nothing is better. That and a piece of cake. Bob's your uncle. Where are you getting cake? Is this at Starbucks? You don't like Starbucks. I don't like Starbucks. When I was in Europe, we would get, I was allowed to have one cup of coffee a day because I was pregnant and I would get it with a pastry. It is just a, any pastry and a warm cup of coffee because the coffee isn't sweet and the pastry is it's the purple. Well, in America, it's just, you're just crunching on sugar cubes. Anywho. Yeah. If I have one more, if I have two cups of coffee, the day's ruined. So I'm just sipping on this one, nibbling on this one, nibbling on your questions. <laughs> And ready to go. But before we get started, the answer is break up with him, break up with her, move on. But let's see. But let's you see. do just, you need to hear it from a third party sometimes. I hear that. Sometimes you need to hear yourself and how crazy you sound when you write in like, my boyfriend died six months ago. Is it over? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Hi, AA team. I just bought the Bledsoe's cookbook for my dad for Father's Day. Yay. I know he's going to love it. Yay. So we have still time for people to get it for Father's Day. For anybody that's tuning in for the first time, my husband is a uh, James Beard Award-nominated cookbook author, and he just completed the Kevin Bloodsoe Family Cookbook. Kevin is a beloved pitmaster, barbecue, I was like, know-it-all. Uh, and Noah wrote his book, and it's filled with delicious recipes. That's perfect for your dad, because all dads <laughs> understand heat. <laughs> I recently asked a newer friend of mine to be a bridesmaid. I had a gift sent to her address, but because we are newer friends, I also did it over lunch, so it didn't come as such a surprise. I'm new to this city, and so is she. We started to, we started to get close through work, and even after I left said job, we continued to hang out. Our boyfriends got along, and we made plans to double date and see the city together. It felt like we were becoming fast friends. When I asked her over lunch, she did say yes. However, it went on and on for a while about how she could never imagine asking someone to be in her wedding that hasn't been in her life for 10 plus years, that she would do it, but there is no way I'd be in hers. Oh, she spent oh. the next hour talking about her wedding. She isn't even engaged. 
And then we went home. I've reached out several times to hang out since, and she has blown me off every time. I have already decided that I jumped the gun and shouldn't have asked her to be my wedding in the first place. I have tons of friends. Shouldn't have even asked her to shouldn't have even asked her to lunch. To lunch. I have tons of friends back home that are related and happy to be by my side. So my question is: Do I owe her an explanation, or do I let the current silence between the two of us speak for itself? Owe her an explanation for what? Like she. She asked her now. She has to uninvite her. Oh, so that's what you've decided. Okay. Uh, First of all, I feel so bad for you. You're like, oh, a new friend. And we already saw the Space Needle together. Fast friends. Look. Yeah, I wonder. What a psycho. What a psycho. That happens, by the way. This is not the first time someone has mentioned on the podcast, like, someone who isn't married going on, who isn't even engaged, like, going on and on about their wedding. And you're like, okay, weirdo. Yeah. Oh, God. Part of me is like, just never reach out to her again. But then she's crazy enough that like week of, she might be like, hey, I'm I'm at Sears. What dress do I get? I mean, in disinvite, first of all, you don't want to be friends with this person because she seems awful. In uninviting her and severing ties, you will probably well, not be friends anymore if you're You okay don't have to that. uninvite her from the wedding, but I think it would be totally fair to go to her and be like, look, I thought about what you said. You're right. I don't want anyone up there who hasn't known me for 10 plus years. So, yep, there you, you go. know, I would love to see you there, but uh, I don't think it makes sense for you to be a bridesmaid. And be like, LOL, you are relieved of your duties. Like, make it like you're doing her a favor. I mean, are you cool with losing this person as a friend? Because she might flip out. It doesn't sound like you want to be friends with her anyway. Um... God, that's tough. You know what? You know what? I'm going to keep leaning toward squaring up to people. Just text her and be like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Anyway, hope you're well. I thought about what you said. God, that sucks. Because she said it. She was like, you're not going to be mine. It's stupid to have someone less than 10 years. Be like, you know what? You were right. I slept on it. I think she... Here's the thing. She doesn't want to be in your wedding. So she felt obligated to say yes. However, in giving her that gift of saying, you know what, you're right, don't be in it. She will be offended because this person seems like the worst or you're the worst. I don't know. So I would just uh, send her an email. Be like, hey, uh, we're starting to put together all the stuff for the wedding. And I... Uh, I hope you're well. I haven't heard from you in a while, but I really gave some thought to what you said when we were hanging out. And I think I made you uncomfortable in asking you to be a part of my wedding. So I've gone ahead and I'm keeping it small. You're totally right. I'm just going to keep it to the friends I had from home. That being said, I still love you. Would love to still have you guys. Like, just make it like you're relieving her and let and your invitation's in the mail. If she writes back anything, well, first of all, you don't want, I mean, would you want her to be, if she wrote back, she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I would love to do it. You don't want her there. So just leave it at that. That is you severing ties. Make it like you're doing her a favor. She'll be relieved. You'll be relieved. And then you move on and then never answer the email again. Yeah. It's so much easier to tell someone they can't do something when they're rude and crazy. And you could be like, hey, I've been trying to hang out with you because I didn't want to look rude, but you're busy. I totally get it. And then just put it like that. Be like, I decided to keep my bridal party super small. Your words really stuck in my head and I think you're totally right. Mm -hmm. And then she'll be like, what do you mean? You're not, this girl sucks. A lot of times when we move somewhere new or we go somewhere new, we like glom on to whomever. She'll make it weird, but you're doing her a favor. She hopefully is big enough to be like, thank God this girl. Hopefully you guys can all just ignore this and move on. Take it. Yeah. You got to let her know. 
Hi, Eliza, Emily, Snow Peach, and crew. I recently flew out of state to be the maid of honor in my best friend's wedding. They moved to Hawaii. Hold on, I'm so sorry. First of all, the other version, the spineless version, the version that I actually might do is never reach out to her again and just have the wedding. And when she's like, wait, I thought I was being a bridesmaid, you can either A, lie and be like, we sent you an email. Oh, that's weird. I gave it to my best friend. I guess she didn't. (laughs) Or B, just be like, you seem like you didn't want to do it. So I kind of let you off the hook. Don't do that. But if you really want to be passive aggressive, you could. Okay. Don't 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 do do that just because I think, just because I think you'll be thinking about, oh God, when is she going to catch on? When am I going to have to tell her? Just tell her now and rip the bandaid off. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. You don't need to think about this. You're planning a wedding. It's going to be hard enough. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, "Um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. 
I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza. Emily Snowpeach and crew. I recently flew out of state to be the maid of honor at my best friend's wedding. They moved to Hawaii in 2020, so this was the first time I had seen her in person in over a year. From the moment I got there, her fiancé started acting up. It started with him being snippy about a few minor things, which I chalked up to stress and tried to ignore. However, multiple nights in a row, he became agitated over nothing and began ranting and raving and saying horrible things to both me and my friend, his future wife. He called me names, and since he knows about things I've struggled with, he went for all the low-hanging fruit. He was demeaning towards her, manipulative, and tried to gaslight both of us. She told him he needed to apologize to both of us, and he refused to apologize to me. During these rants, it was like he had a complete personality change to the point where I was disturbed by his attitude. It got bad enough that I flat out told her not to marry him because he has some serious issues. She then talked to her family and almost called off the wedding. We very thankfully had a break from him on the day we were doing bachelorette stuff, And then she went home to talk to him while her family offered to let me stay with them in their rental house as I did not feel comfortable seeing him again. Ultimately, she decided she wanted to go through with the wedding. Of course she did. I wasn't surprised, but I'm not optimistic about their future together. When she texted her family that she wanted to go through with it, she told them she would talk to me separately because she knew this would be hard for me. While they all had agreed his behavior is despicable, I was the only other person who actually witnessed the behavior and the personality change. But she never had that conversation with me, so I brought it up myself. She had said that his excuse was basically that he was so stressed about the wedding because it was so important to him and that he agreed to go to counseling. I told her that I can see they are going to get married no matter what, and it's her choice, but they should hold off and go to counseling first. He clearly has some deep issues, and it's not a healthy way to start a marriage. She said she would take it into consideration. Okay, this is... All right. Okay. So at the ceremony, she had an entire page of handwritten vows while he just mumbled out the standard to having to hold it. While he read the back of a shampoo bottle. (laughs) He put in no effort, considering how important he said this event was for him. Okay. In the middle of all this, I had an accident and managed to break multiple bones and ended up having to go to the ceremony in a wheelchair. Oh my God. This is not real. Oh my God. Here's, here is my dilemma. Wait, One, by the I way, <laughs> managed to make break multiple bones sounds like you're like, I was trying to break as many bones as possible so I wouldn't have to go to this bullshit wedding. <laughs> I only got my tibia and my femur. Do you think it was like she was in Hawaii and she wow. went on like a paragliding or something? She's like, I don't need the helmet. Insurance, no, I'm good. And you know what? Don't even don't even put me in a harness. Just don't kick me, me off the side of this mountain. <laughs> Here's my dilemma. I can't help feeling disrespected. It bothers me that she didn't take me seriously and that she seemed to be fine with him not attempting to make amends. Do I say something or do I let it go? She's been a great friend otherwise. Two, I hadn't said a gift yet at the time of the wedding as I deal with depression and chronic fatigue and sometimes have a hard time being productive. Took a lot of energy just to make all the arrangements for the trip and the wedding itself. I hadn't made it to the gift, but I did intend on sending one. After this, I honestly don't feel up to it. I came all the way to Hawaii, dealt with her fiance's verbal abuse, still showed up to the ceremony in a wheelchair and gave a toast anyway. Do I still have to give a gift or is this enough? I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. You know what? Honestly, 
here. All right. You want to know the truth? And this kind of relates to my bottom of the cob. The truth is, I don't know what was said. And whatever you've dealt with, it seems odd that a person meeting you for the first time would just like go for the jugular. I am wonder, I do. I wonder if it's a combination of, because I don't know what was said, like, are you a little sensitive? Also, is he an asshole? Let's say you're a decent person, right? Because I definitely have dealt with people who like, everything triggers stuff and you're like, okay, nobody was trying to do that. So did he make a lighthearted joke and you didn't have a sense of humor about it? I don't know because I don't know. Let's say you're totally normal and he's like, yeah, I remember she dealt with anorexia and then he made fun of you. Or like, let's say he really just went for it and he's awful. It really, and of course your friend married him because girls are just like, well, this is my only shot at love because we watched too many fucking movies. I would, God, I'm always about like, send the gift, do the right thing. The world is on fire. You don't need to send a gift, okay? You went, this guy was awful. The depression aside, like, it's all about being a person. That being said, it's enough. And your friend's gonna be married to this piece of shit. Let's say it's forever. You're not gonna wanna go visit. She knows what she signed up for, okay? You wanna send her like a lovely card or you're always there for her, but this is not gonna be your friend for very much longer, and I'm sorry, like, what is wrong with people? Like, you've got to go to counseling and you're just realizing that your friend's an idiot. You have nothing in common anymore. You're done, okay? He's going to turn her into a fucking QAnon weirdo and they're going to live in Hawaii and be miserable. You got to just move away from this. That's the all. Fact, oh, the fact that the family was all like, Ugh, indicates that it really was the fiance was berserk. So it's- It's also it's, hard for you to be yourself. Like you could never visit her again. And now you can't really talk to her because you know this guy's like breathing down her neck. You might just want to call her and be like, I love you. I am here for you. You know, if you ever decide to leave this guy, but like, I don't think there's much room for me in this equation. And also it's always that. It's always the girl's- best friend that ends up being turned into a monster. Are, are you a bit of a pill? I have no idea. Are you normal? Maybe. But like, you don't need this fucking stress. Clearly you're dealing with a lot. So look, you went, you showed up, you did the right thing. You're just done. You're done. Yeah. Unless you want to yeah. go in like a full medically induced coma to their like 10 year anniversary. <laughs> just move away from it. It sucks you lost your friend, but at a certain point she needs to own her own decisions and. Hopefully she divorces him and then you guys can move into an apartment together and get a show, get a sitcom It's called Mahalo. Aloha, Mahalo. Don't move to Hawaii. They have a problem with housing. No more. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants you there. Don't go. Okay. Hi, Eliza and Emily, longtime listener. Roots and Tootsin is one of my favorite Eliza sayings. Everybody, oh, thank you. <laughs> my boyfriend and I have been together over 10 years and we have a one-year-old together. We were never in a rush to get married, but now I feel like I would like to have the same last name as my child and I feel like now is a good time. So would I. He is so negative about it, saying the cost of everything is too big of an expense. I agree to a degree, but we are also in a position right now after selling our house that we have extra savings, so I feel like it's the right time. I know that being married doesn't change anything, but I feel strongly now that after having a baby, I want our family to be one unit. And it's yeah. hurtful that my boyfriend is so negative. And frankly, it's taking away all the romance of being married since he's being such a dick about it all. Am I crazy to expect a man to be excited about marriage and not so negative? Well, there is no romance. Uh, you've been together for 10 years and you already had the baby. The romance, like in a way is like, oh my God, I've been with this man for so long. I love him, which you have. But the excitement, which is what you're talking about, is when you first get married and 
it's not even about being young because I got married at like 35, 36, but it's the excitement of that. However, you have been living together for all this time. But if that's what you want, I think you need to get to the root of what he doesn't want because a marriage license is not that expensive. A wedding can be, it depends on how you do it. But if you're doing it for clerical purposes, just fucking be like, dude, wait in the car, sign this fucking document and be done with it. It does make life easier for you, for the child, just for everything, just for all the idiots who work at administration offices that like, unfortunately, your last name's not the same, so you can either kill yourself or give us a billion dollars. Um, ask your boyfriend what the problem is and tell him how you're feeling. You know, it can't be like you bought the cow, now life is boring. But purely from an administrative standpoint, it's easier. All he, Like yeah. you'll file all the paperwork, all he's got to do is sign his name. Ask him, yeah. you got to get to the root of it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, expe- are you like asking for a $100,000 wedding? What's what's the problem? Yeah, I feel like we're missing some info here. So it's just always weird to me when a woman's like, here's what would make my life easier and better. And a guy's like, no. So find out what that is. Because maybe he, you guys aren't on the same page and maybe he's thinking you want this like big wedding, which you know what sucks is if you didn't have the kid, if you had just met, would you have been amenable to it then? Like you don't deserve less just because you had a baby together. So figure that out. Get back to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Eliza. I love you and your name. My two-year-old daughter also has the same one. Oh, shocker. Wonder where you got that idea. <laughs> I am a 26-year-old female and have had this friend for 15 years. And I've had this daughter for two years, like I said. <laughs> Through the years, I've been there for her whenever she needed me. Last July, she bought her first home and I was so excited for her that I went to see it as soon as I could and offered to help with anything related to the move and unpacking. She also got married last September and I was her co-maid of honor. Being co-maid of honor kind of hurt me as the other maid of honor has not always been a consistent person and kind of a deadbeat, but that's another story. Oh, wow. For this wedding, I dedicated my time to help and be excited for her. I was also three months pregnant, working long days, helping her the week of the wedding. The last I've heard from her was when she came back from her honeymoon in October by text. I asked her about her trip and said I would love to see pictures, and she congratulated me on my new home. We live two minutes away from each other. She has not asked me if I needed help with the move, and she has never expressed interest in seeing it. Since then, I had my second baby in March and nothing. I understand that friendships can naturally end, but I honestly feel abandoned and taken advantage of. I would never have done that. I'm really tired of putting effort in relationships that do not seem reciprocal. Keep thinking about this and how I just want to lash out at her and unload all of this. Do I continue to not do or say anything or do I reach out to express my hurt? Thank you. I, first of all, don't continue to do this then. Like you gave so much and you have to know that like when, I don't think you're feeling this, but like when you give, it's because of the kind of person you are. And it's not about expecting something back. That being said, it feels like you were taking advantage of, but you might be the kind of person who gives in that way. And perhaps her love language is something else. However, it does seem like you did a bunch for her and she's not as into you as you are into her. I do think you owe it to express yourself so you don't carry this around. I think it is worth it to take her out to coffee or send her a nice email knowing that this could end. And it's not even about the friendship ending as much as you being like, hey, I just want you to know, like I had a baby and I haven't heard from you. She'll get very defensive. I guess my question is, what do you want to get out of this? Are you hoping she says, I am so sorry, I actually lost my foot. We've been in surgery this whole time. Like, what do you, in your perfect world, think about what's the outcome you want and then work toward that? Do you want to still be friends? Then maybe you should 
then you should definitely say something because you don't want to carry this around. If you don't want to be friends, maybe you don't say anything. But what is it that you want? I think you want to have not done all this. And I think you want to have done all this and have had her reach out. But she didn't. You also might want to think about the way that you are there for people and they have to earn it because it doesn't sound like she's ever earned it. Yeah, you're you're not going to get anything back. I think you'll feel better if you talk to her. Don't un, don't unload on her. Don't like, unload. You don't know. Right now how you're feeling and let you can let her know, but if you want this to continue, you have to give her a chance to reply. Like what do you do you want her to reply and say, "I'm so sorry, the last 6 months this," or do you want to just get all this off your chest and be done with her? Yeah. I I think you have to think about that. Because she'll say, oh my God, I've been busy. You didn't tell me you needed anything. That's the other thing. And because we're women, we do this. We like silently sit there like, why aren't you reading my mind? You know, Mm -hmm. she will say to you, you didn't tell me you were having a baby. You didn't tell me you were pregnant. You didn't tell me you needed anything, which is shitty on her part, but she's not totally wrong. Sometimes people give off the illusion that they're really strong and they've got it all handled. And you may have. It just would have been nice if she checked in on you. Some people are much better at just reaching out on their own. It sounds like the question asker is good about checking in and remembering like, hey, this big life event is happening. How can I help? Other people would be totally happy to help if you just ask them. Exactly. And we don't always know to do that. Noah and I were talking the other day about how like we always have parties and like, I was like, we never get invited to parties. But the truth is we don't get invited because we're always having them or we do and I can't make it. Um, But I can think of a, a couple friends who... I've invited them to everything and they've never invited me to anything. But the truth is, I wouldn't even want to go if they did because it sounds awful. <laughs> no, I don't want to go to a barbecue on in your parking lot of your building and on a fucking cement slab, but thanks so much. So, you know, I'm not, we're not 25 anymore. So think about what you want to get out of this. Let us know. Hello, Eliza and Emily. Love your podcast. I've spent many hours listening to my office at work and probably sound like a psycho giggling to myself. Anyway, I'd love to know your take on expectations when it comes to bridal parties. What is happening today, Emily? I'm just doing all the wedding ones. <laughs> okay, you have to tell me because now because then I'm, I start to feel bad. You didn't tell me you were grouping them, group batching. I mean, <laughs> we just had a lot in the pipeline from the all last right, couple weeks. I feel like because we're coming up on like summer, it's wedding season, everyone's going berserk. Ding dong. Dong, dong, da dong. <laughs> That sounded like you were trying to do a royalty-free version of the wedding. (laughs) You imagine if somebody walked down the aisle to ding dong and they come stomping out. Ding dong, it is me. Here I go again. Singing it themselves. Ding dong, it me. Okay. My second oldest sister, 29 female, is engaged and getting married in January 2023. She wants to go to Nashville for her bachelorette party. And as her sister, I want to respect her wishes. But the trip has gotten to be so expensive per person. Right now, it's around $1,000 per person. Including Airbnb flights, food and drinks, activities, etc. And per the bride's request, it's from Thursday through Sunday. It's a lot. What is your opinion on bachelorette parties these days? I'm only 25 and recently got married myself, but it seems like they've gotten out of control over the last few years. It's crazy to me that a bride would expect her bridesmaid to buy a $300 dress and take off at least two days of work for a $1,000 per person bachelorette party and then an additional two days for the actual wedding. In my opinion, the length and extent of parties have gotten out of hand. Whatever happened to just spending a Saturday night with the gals and going out for one night? Do you think the parties and the expectations of having a, quote, bachelorette weekend have gotten to be excessive? 
I know when you're asked to be in a bridal party, you pretty much agree to the expense that comes along with it. But where is the line? A thousand dollar bachelorette party trip plus two days off for the bachelorette party plus two we days off you. for the wedding. We, we, we got it. May not be it. a lot to, but to me, it seems like a lot to ask people. I'm just starting out my career, so I don't have a lot of money to blow or pay time off for my job. Thoughts? You know, I've never been in a bridal party except for one time and the bride's family paid for everything. So I don't have a lot of context for this. Um, I haven't really done that a lot. And this is definitely like a very young thing, right? Because you have the energy to like get wasted five days in a row. I would think not every girl in this party, first of all, it sounds very expensive because it doesn't sound like there's a lot of girls um, to like break that up. But I would also think that there's the expectation like, oh, I can only come for Thursday through Friday. Oh, I can only come for Sunday brunch. You know, it is this, it depends on the kind of friends you have. You know, are you that like Southern sorority girl with like 30 best friends? And it it really comes down to like, what does the bride want? And do you have the energy for that? Every group is different. I do think perhaps it's a bit much because it's not like a coronation. Like why are we spending so much time? And nobody really wants to do that much, especially if you all don't know each other. I don't think there's a problem with you being like, hey, I can really only make it Thursday through Saturday. You know, I can only... And also, since it's a destination one, that's tough too. It, it, that's tough. I had, people flew in for mine, a couple people, only I think two, but like... I think an overall destination bachelorette party is insane. You decide, yeah. it doesn't matter. You decide, I don't know how close, oh, it's your sister, right? Um... Yeah, it's your older, second older sister. That's what she said. Yes. You decide what you're comfortable with. And if she gets angry about that, she's a bitch. That being said, did she do that for you? Like, what is the expectation? What kind of lives do you guys lead? But you should never have to do something that breaks your bank. The point is to be celebrating, not stress that your debit card is going to get declined. I also, I have no problem telling someone I can't afford something. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind being like, look, I can't swing that. I would love to see you. I would, you know, if you do something local, let me know. I I don't mind telling people There's a a power in that because the other person immediately feels bad. Like you're a piece of shit if you're like, well, you need to figure out and sell a kidney or plasma or something. You better be there for my brunch. Plus two days off work at a job that sounds like you kind of recently started. I would say I can't. I'm so sorry. Can't make it. I don't know. I'll take you to dinner and drinks. Or I would love to send a bottle of champagne to the restaurant. I did that for my cousins. So Mm -hmm. I think. I hope it got sent. (laughs) Emily, you may have sent it. Or maybe it was Taylor. So there's that. You do what you can. It's about being together. Um, And sometimes I think brides lose a little bit of sight about like what what the purpose is for all this stuff. Always be open about it. This is for everyone listening. If mm-hmm. it's your real friend, they're not going to feel good about you feeling bad about being there. And they can get caught up, you know, to this person, it's one of the most important things to ever happen to them. So they're like, yeah, let's party. Let's celebrate. And for you, it's like, here's another thing I have to go to about this other person. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's not a priority in the same way. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that. It's also kind of tough. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to keep it real. When you're already married, didn't she say she is? Uh, yes. Once you already are, like my mom calls it the call of the wild, which I hate, but it's true. It's like quelled a little bit. Like I don't have that same desire to go out and get wasted with a bunch of girls because we all know it's not going to end in a creative way. It's going to end with me like texting my husband and falling asleep. So (laughs) there's a little bit of that. Um, also you like best friends with your sisters. It's like out of obligation, like get the real of it. Okay. But nobody needs you to give up all your money and time and sell your teeth. Yeah. Don't sell your yeah. teeth. No. Cheers. Okay. 
Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear-mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Hi, I'm a huge fan. I've been listening for years. I would love to submit a situation for advice. Okay. I am part of a group. Then of do six it. Women. Six women. All fully nude, hopefully alive, if not partially. <laughs> that have been friends since middle school, now in our early 30s. We have a group chat, group Snapchat, have all been bridesmaids for each other, our aunties, everyone's kids, the whole thing. I consider them all family, and most everyone feels the same way. I don't think I have six friends. I don't. It's just me. <laughs> Since middle school? Did you never change school districts? Your family never moved? You didn't get a... All right. One of them, let's call her M, is getting married. Wait, We're all super- Emily, that's the realest thing anyone said. I don't think I have six friends either. I didn't want to agree with you. I was like, <laughs> she's lame. And I'm like, I guess I don't either. I especially don't have six friends where I would have all of us do a lot together. You don't, uh, I guess I do. You don't have a nucleic friend group. You also just moved. Yeah. Also, I hate all of your friends because they all take advantage of you and they're all like middle-aged women, weirdly, who are, <laughs> I, I don't like them. I don't know why. I'd be the one writing in like, I helped this person move for the seventh time That's and you. now they won't come home. That is- you're like, I'll be like, what'd you do last week? And you're like, oh, I had a half of a daiquiri and I sat at my friend's interpretive clay making exhibit <laughs> and her husband wouldn't give me a ride home. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I, okay. The six friends, I consider them all family and most everyone feels the same way. One of them, let's call her M, is getting married. We're all super excited. We love her fiance and they're a fantastic couple. Emma's confided in me that she feels like she's grown apart from the group, which I understand. 
She joined our group freshman year of high school after I introduced her to everyone. And remember, they've all been friends since middle school. They're in their 30s. And they've known this girl since freshman year of high school. That's still a long time. Yes. She and I had been friends since elementary school. And she was had been struggling to find friends after her more popular group ditched her. And she was Aww. never as close to the other girls as I was. But she was always included and joined in enthusiastically. The issue comes in that now she's getting married. She confided in me that I'm the only one of the group she invited because I'm the only one she can see being friends with forever. She's still in all the group chats, but rarely responds and everyone else has no idea about even when her wedding is. It's in a couple months and I'm struggling to figure out how to handle this inevitable mess. The other women have asked me if I know anything about the wedding and I obviously lie and say no. I really want to go and support my friend, but I'm also feeling really guilty about it. How do I bridge the gap between my strongest group of friends and maintain friendships while the group loses a member? Any tips for dealing with the fallout and the questions when the others realize they've been left out? Sorry, this is so long. Love all of you and can't wait to see you at the Cleveland show. Your fr- wait, number one, okay. they're not that close then. I'm sorry. Yeah, num- number, yeah, there's that. You've already explained the dynamic. Number two, this is not on you. You are a grown woman, as is she. You don't have to do any explaining. This is all very high school. Number three, who fucking wants to go to a wedding? No one. Number four, uh, you could just say like, I think she's keeping it super small and they can contact her because they have her number because they have been on a text thread since 1997. <laughs> this is strange though, because it's like, she probably feels not as close to them because they're people that she wouldn't invite to her wedding. Like, I wonder how much of this is chicken and the egg. Like, yeah. are they excluding her and they're actually dicks to her and the question asker doesn't realize it? There's or that. has she always kept herself at arm's distance and she's like, I can't see myself being friends with them in 10 years. So they can't come to my wedding. A lot of random people are at a wedding. It's, it's not ju- that serious. All she has to say is we're keeping it small and she I'm clearly she has is. other friends. It doesn't matter. You lie. You're keeping it small. And like, like, this is what we did. We had to go tit for tat. We had a lot of relatives. And if they're mm-hmm. her real friends, she'll understand. I said that to friends who were getting married. I was like, I love you, by the way. I don't expect to be invited. And it is okay if you don't invite me to your wedding. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to grow the fuck up. Um, or she's not that cool. And like, that is kind of shitty. But like, this will be great. Now everyone can go their separate ways like they always wanted. But it's not on you. Yeah. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, but part of, it's, there's five of you and then your other friend. I think that's, you're right about the chicken the and the egg thing. Yeah. Everybody's got to grow up and either bow out of the group text. Gr- I mean, in a way you could look back and be like, look, she hasn't been on this group thread forever. And yet we still like keep trying to revive this corpse. We're really weakened at burning her, <laughs> at burning man, her, her text account. <laughs> she's busy in another thread with all of her friends from kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> She exactly. doesn't have time for this. They don't care. Your friends probably won't even care. Sounds like they're not all close. So don't worry about I it. I mean, they sound like they're asking, but yeah, again, direct them to her. Be like, I don't know. I think it's a small wedding. Why don't you reach out to her and see? Because maybe if they reach out to her and show some interest in her life, she'll be like, oh, finally, please come to my wedding. Or she doesn't like them. And and you could just be like, I was invited. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you bitches. <laughs> I was invited. I don't know. But you know what? It's very girly of you to be like, I got to get in the middle of this. Don't worry about it. You were invited. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They can take it up with the manager. <laughs> Hello, all. You may have answered this before, but what's the proper etiquette for plus ones to a wedding? My partner and I are getting married in September, and I invited my best friend to the wedding without a plus one. She's not actively dating anyone, and yep. the wedding is three months away. That's right. When she got the invitation, she asked me why she didn't get a plus one, and I told her we have to keep our head count under a certain number, which is true. But it kind of threw me that she asked since she isn't dating anyone. 
I don't want some random person at my wedding. She's known my family for years, so it's not like she won't yep. know anyone at the wedding too, totally. but now I'm second guessing myself. Thoughts? Nope. Thanks. Nope. Uh, it's really weird that she asked that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Not everybody was born with Kuth, and I understand that. It's really weird that she asked that. The reason you don't do plus ones is exactly right. Not only headcount, you don't want a stranger at your wedding. I can understand if she didn't know anyone. So you'd say, okay, bring someone just, you know, but she does know everyone. This was my thing with my parties forever. I'm like, please don't bring your random date who is going to be like sniffing around my house and is probably a dud. Um, but that's right. It's a very special day for you. And she knows everyone. So she's clearly hasn't followed up about it. So you don't need to concern yourself with it. No. And she's your best friend. Like what? She's going to get be bored at your yeah, wedding. It's fine. Not every day. Not every wedding has to be somewhere a single person goes to find love and like slow dance. Just eat a fucking piece of cake. Smile at your, at the bride's best friend's horrible speech and go home with your feet hurting. Yeah, she shouldn't. I got invited to. A, I went to a wedding, and my friend was like, "You're not going to know anyone. If you want to bring someone, you can." I was like, "No, I'm good. I can just sit I'm not gonna at bring the table. a random person." This like, is we're all I'm so a human ab- being. Yes, you be a human being. You have eyes. You have ears. We're all so obsessed with like online and being creating our worlds, and we're all so limited. And I only live in the metaverse, and I can't talk to anyone. <laughs> sit at a fucking table. It is expected at weddings. It's actually one of the only places that you can be like, "Hi, I'm Susan. I know the bride because we went to dental school together. How do you yeah. know, Jim?" You know him from jail? It's totally, nothing counts, nothing matters. Just go. People need to be okay with being alone at things. Yeah. It's fine. Your best friend doesn't care and you shouldn't care. If your best Mm -hmm. friend was dating someone for like six months, it'd be like, okay, maybe, but she's not, so it doesn't matter. Nope. Hey, I have a question about getting cold feet before a wedding. I, female, have been with my fiance, male, for about seven years, and two years ago, we had a baby together. We've been fighting a lot, mostly about money. I paid for daycare for the first six months after we had an open discussion about the way, about that way he could save for an engagement ring. Fun. Six months. I will pay for this baby so you can save up for my gold. Thank you. Six months seemed long. So we talked again. He hadn't saved at all. We started (laughs) splitting daycare, but I still hold that resentment. I also had my very large medical bill after birth that while pregnant, I constantly said, make sure you help save for, even if things go smoothly, it'll be pricey. Our country is such a fucking hellfire. Like it shouldn't even cost you anything. I hate this. Yeah. He did not save and was confused why I was upset if I have the money set aside for it. I recently bought a house for us. His credit was too low. You got to get rid of this guy. He is such a fucking loser. I'm sorry. This guy is is a- A dud. Hold on. Listen to yourself. Of this relationship, his parents gave us some money that we didn't need. I think largely to say he contributed. We had an otherwise healthy relationship when finances were separate. Sorry, this went on and on, but I need some advice. I also want to add that we've had so many talks about this, and my inner monologue is screaming, "Get the f out!" But I cry just thinking about splitting time with my daughter. Uh, you don't have to split time with your daughter. You are the breadwinner. You will be awarded custody, and this fucking guy can spend all of his free time. Finding a real job. What is his, what is, does he not have a job? Is he bad with money? I know what you're thinking. You're talking about sunk costs. You're like, we've been together. And then of course, once you had a baby, things got complicated. But it seems like everything you've asked him to do to contribute, he hasn't. However, does he contribute in other ways? Does he take care of her during the day? Does he cook? Does he clean? Like, does he do any of the 12,000 things women are expected to do while we're having fake orgasms. 
It sounds like, so for the ring, she said, I'm going to pay daycare costs for six months so you can save for a ring. And at the end of six months, he hadn't saved a dollar. And yeah, then I, it's during awful. her pregnancy, he hadn't saved a dollar. Where is the money going? The, it doesn't matter because you have allowed him to treat you this way. You've been okay with it. People have stepped in. You continue to work because it is what is required of women. But you mm-hmm. allow all of this. And it's not about the ring. It's because by the way, at the end, if he was like, look, after expenses, I only managed to save X, Y, and Z. It's about, it's about the commitment. It's about showing that he cares. What was he doing all that time? Where did that money go? Or is it because of inflation, everything's so expensive and he couldn't? You need to ask yourself first, is he contributing in other ways? Or is he just going to the track every day? He's also just not doing what he said he would do. But also, if you marry this man, his debts are your debts. And I think that's what he's banking on. And that's where I would be very concerned. I would. And you're going to be signing up for a life of not only that, but of like, hey, I asked you to do this. Did you do it? Now, you're saying the relationship is great. Otherwise, is it? Because there's not a ton there. It's super That's easy a, to just chill out and have fun if you don't have a kid. Well, they've had the kid for two years, but saying that the only problem is finances, finances is a very, very large portion of and our lives. And it reveals a lot about people. Everybody's great on paper. Wait, that he lies. You yep. can't be trusted to do what he, to keep his word. So you're going to have to have a come to Jesus, not with him, but with yourself. What do you mm-hmm. need this person for? Of course, nobody wants to be a single mother. Of course, that is difficult. But if you're already paying for everything... What is he doing? And by the way, maybe you do pay for everything and he is an awesome stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. But then you need to have that arrangement. The issue is not the money. It's that he said yes and then he didn't do something, which he won't like and he'll make it like you're a psycho. But this doesn't sound, this guy doesn't sound great. No. Sorry. And I don't know what kind of state you live in, but usually moms get awarded custody. Plus, if this guy has no job, and if they're not married, I wonder how that, I wonder if it's, if you're not married, you still have to, you still have to pay child support, right? At least then the government will make him put that money aside for yeah, the kid is, if he can't gonna, do it himself. This is going to be the rest of your life. And it's not hot to be like hounding someone about like childcare money. So yeah, uh, maybe even get out right now before it gets any worse. Yeah. Sorry. Hi, Liza Emily. I moved to the U.S. from Prague during the pandemic, but my family's still in Why? Russia and Ukraine right now. Oh, that's, yeah, that's worse. Okay. I take it back. With recent devastating events, we managed to evacuate my aunt and uncle from Kiev and trying to support our Ukrainian friends and family best we can. My question is pretty dark and I guess above anyone's pay grade. My brother is 21 and he is getting drafted to join the army this summer. Because of conscription in Russia, he can't not go. It's either army or prison. I've been reading horrible news of newbies being sent to war and because people are needed now, they are tightening exceptions. Before you could get a doctor's note, but right now they're taking everyone. My mom refused to talk about it and find solutions. And obviously I can't even go see them right now to help, but I'm afraid if we don't talk about it or do something, my baby brother is going to war and I can't handle it. How can I convince her and my brother to take some action and take it seriously? They both are pretty passive and think it will resolve itself somehow. If you have any ideas, I'd appreciate it. Love, Lou. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean. So this is your area of expertise, Eliza. Yeah, uh, defect. Um, no. Nope. Uh, we're defecting. Um, I, even to begin to speak on this would give the illusion that I understand anything about war or sacrifice yeah. in that capacity. Of course, as, a, as an American, moreover, as an artist, I'm like, there's gotta be someone you can call. 
Because I know American truly has the context for being forced. And I don't want to fucking hear about how you had to wear a mask on a Spirit Airlines flight to Des Moines, okay? Being forced to do something like this. Um, because even in Vietnam, you know, you could be, I have a relative who was a, oh God, what was it? Passive protester. There's like ways out of it. <laughs> you could, you know, have flat feet or you had glasses or whatever. But because Russia... Um, is so evil. Sorry, but it is. The Russian government put it that way. And what they're doing, they're forcing people because nobody really wants this for the most part. That's why mm-hmm. they're forcing it citizens. Not that they don't force their citizens regardless into stuff. Um, are there people who are joining and then when they get across a border, f- joining up with a network and what is the word I want to use? Not de facto, defecting. <laughs> Defecating. Going AWOL. I'm de- you know, defecting is a word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there a version where he goes into another country and just leaves? You know, it's a bunch of pale white guys. Can you really tell them all apart? I wonder if your mom isn't talking about it because she knows there aren't other options. For sure. Uh, you're asking um, me though, what I, I you got to start think- talking about it, but I also think there is nothing to be done. You're being drafted. And I think a Russian prison sounds even worse. Yeah, I think what you can do to help them is contact the local U.S. embassy, uh, consulate, et cetera, and see what the options are. Are there legal options for your brother to move? Is there anything that could be done? Do that research yourself because your mom can't think about it right now and your brother can't think about it right now. See, are there options or do you just need to accept this and maybe your mom doesn't want to talk about it because it's so devastating. Yeah, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of wiggle room. And I'm sure anything that could be done, people would do it. Can you go into like the dark web and start asking around about like underground? I'm I'm not even kidding. Like underground railroad, like You might get, you could be tracked. Sure. I I just, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Because- Like we collect donations at my show for Ukraine, but it is crazy how within just a couple weeks, like that has been put on the back burner in the face of like public mass shootings and all these other things. And like, we don't get any coverage on that war here like we did because there's so much going on and it is a full on war invasion at times, minor league genocide. And it rips my heart out and and I'm completely helpless. Well, and even just the fact that this person is going to join the, forced to join the Russian army, like there are people in Russia, we're we're sending all this help to Ukraine. There are people in Russia that don't want to be doing this. I think a lot of people don't. And I think, it's not even like he has access to that information because there's such a curtain down in terms, like they all think this is a good thing. They get fed the wrong information. All I can tell you is that I'm really sorry, but give your mom a break because that's her baby. Oh, yeah. Do your own too. side research. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Call your local people and maybe. see. This is there more must of a, be a Russian This is more of an embassy. Of an NPR question. So while I do want you to listen to this, I just, I'm sitting here as like an actor. I'm like, just get real loud about it. I'm sorry. Let's, <laughs> Call let's go. a manager. I'm sorry I complained about the bride questions. Please go back to my dumb area. I'll stay in my dumb playpen. What are Emily and Eliza's go-to snacks for this summer? I would like to recommend honey mustard onion pretzel bites with peanut M&M's. Incredible combo. Oh my God. Go back to the Russia stuff. Let's see here. Uh, 
Well, we live in California, so one of the only upsides to that is that we have incredible farmer's markets. So Noah has brought home, you know, the summer is stone fruit season. So we have bowls of stone fruit all over our kitchen. Tasty apricots, mm. uh, a cherum, which is a cherry plum combo. There's a chip. It's like a hippie chip brand called Have a Chip or Have a Corn Chip. And they make their chips with like a touch of soy sauce. And they are expensive and you don't get that many and they always crumble, but they're really good. I like that chip. What about you, Emily? What summer Oreo flavor? Pina colada. I'm waiting for s'mores to come back into the equation. Um, I feel like people love summer watermelon. I think watermelon is too much work for not enough reward. What? It's awesome. Uh, watermelon <laughs> with a little bit of tagine. Tahini. I want to. <laughs> I want to try that summer Coke, Starlight flavored Coca Cola is um is summer mean? flavored. What does that mean? I don't know. It tastes I don't like know, grass and two a days. Okay, <laughs> those are my answers. I'm not a big sugar person. It used to be like, oh, get you a big gulp, uh, like a Slurpee. I love a big ice water with lots of lemon. It does start to hurt your stomach, but I like it. And I think eating outside just makes it summery. I will. Even though they take off a half hour of your life with each one, I'll hork down a, a really well-done hot dog. And you know what? I'm oh, proud? Yes. A good hot dog. And you know what? Everybody is anti-Semitic, but you know what hot dog brand dominates? Hebrew National. So just know that. Great hot dogs. Tasty. That or Ballpark Franks. I mean. Or Nathan's. Yeah. Delicious. I'll eat them all. Oh, I'll eat them. I'll microwave a hot dog. God, eat it off a paper plate. <laughs> that sounds like she left you and took the kids. <laughs> That is how I eat. That's, that's, what, it's, that's what that is. All right. <laughs> you mentioned on one of your reels that you take a nap before every show. What are some of your tried and true tips for falling asleep when you want to take a nap? How to baby girl myself two months after you did and would greatly appreciate some tips to up my nap game. Please and thank you. Well, first of all, you got to think about perfect nap time. If you sleep for an hour, that's not a nap. That's going to sleep. Um, I think the ideal nap time is 30 minutes. My baby nurse, Myrna, says it's 10 minutes. Um, for you or for the baby? For her, like as a human. Oh, okay. I think it's 30 and I think I, I think there's some research to support it. Um, you can put on, I enjoy Aaron Mankey's Lore. It's another podcast. Um, I do. It's got like this soothing piano music and what's weird is if you fall asleep to it, you keep like coming back into conscience with like, and then their bodies were never found. Like it's this like kind of eerie podcast, but I do enjoy it. It's very soothing. I put it on super low. So you hear words and you start to imagine the stories and then you ship off. That's what we call drifting off and going to sleep in my house, shipping off. Um, so I do that. There's this one, one of those meditation apps and it's, sometimes those are good for like falling to sleep. And there's this one where the woman's like, now you've done everything you need to do today. Now all there is, is rest. It's just rest. You're safe in your home. Imagine yourself like an old coat thrown over the bed. It's just rest. And I find it very soothing. I never bookmark it though. I can never find it. Um, noise canceling earbuds will also do it. Yeah. So that's, those are some things. Uh, I think also some people are more inclined to be better nappers. I think that's just, that's just what it is. I, I like the audio, like lore. If I put on an audiobook of a book I've already heard, that helps like putting on something I've listened to before so that it's distracting my brain, but I don't have to focus. I'll keep it super real too. If you have the energy to have sex and actually get off, you know, there's always that joke where like, yeah, my husband had sex and he falls asleep. Yeah. 
Having an orgasm will make you very tired very quickly. So if you can get to a place where you have access to a bed the second you have an orgasm, not standing up at a toll booth, go right to bed. We got several comments from people letting us know that, you know, we said the word, I said the word more teen by mistake last week. What'd you say? Morning routine. Oh, more teen. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, several I people thought someone was offended. And as someone who identifies as an evening person with a routine. No, several people reached out to us. know it's an Australian bug spray with a really good um, <laughs> theme song. So what's the theme song? It, okay. Let ding me, dong. Let me Here I can... come down the aisle. <laughs> ding dong. Let's see if you can hear it if I play it. People were very into it. Do it. It's like a little fly going going nuts though. He's having a good time. It's like a fly singing about being a fly. That sounded like a really low-fi web show about <laughs> like 1950s like nostalgia. That everybody said it. That that was the comment we got. Is it was like very nostalgic for people. I wonder for if them. what yeah. if Martine comes for us before Kashi does for a lawsuit. Martine, spray it and slay it, bitches. <laughs> someone's I'm, someone's paying us some money. Okay, top of the cup. Oh, this the top of the cup. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Okay, <laughs> my top of the cob is. You know, the doctor said that we could give Sierra like little mashed up things, you know, because she can't chew. And they're like, if she doesn't like it, you know, try later. So we've been like a little bit of smoothie or a little bit of mashed up plum. And today I was eating some scrambled eggs and I took the tiniest bit and I put it in her mouth, you know. And Noah was like, remember, she can't chew. And I was like, I know. So I took the egg out. But and then I was like, how about try some? So I was like in her mouth and I was like, try some of this plum. So I put a little bit of plum juice on my finger and I went to rub it on her gums. (gasps) And there was something sharp there. Because oh. she had a tooth. A sharp I know. tooth. She has a little like chip, a little chip of a tooth, a little nub of a tooth coming up on the bottom. Now, have you decided how much the tooth fairy is going to give in your household? My mom gave me one time, I just remember this, a bunch of dimes and she put glitter and dimes under my pillow. And it was like a very magical thing. See, doing something different. I would get like a like a half dollar or like yes. a Sacagawea coin, like yes. something that's like, oh, this is not of this world. This I've is never different. seen this coin before. Yeah, two dollar bill. Yes, um, rather than like giving your kid like a five, like do something fun. Eighty thousand Doge coins. So, yeah, I don't know, but it was just cool. It was like one of those things that you discover, and I was like, oh my god, my little baby girl has a teeny teeny tooth, a tooth. one a little tooth. tooth, a little tooth nub. That was my top. Big, big stuff, big top, big tooth. My, t- my top, I guess, is moving into my house. It's weird. I just moved in yesterday, so. Did you spend your Crazy. first night alone so or did your dad spend mm-hmm. the night? No, I spent my first night here alone. They came over and they brought dinner and they had dinner with me. And then they were like, we got to go because they the dogs all got a special treat at 8 p.m. They're like, we got to go give the dogs their 8 p.m. treat. Bye. Did you so. get an alarm put in? You just free ball. No, I have a leftover ADT system that don't, goes like. Don't even say their name. Well, so it says like front door open. Okay. So I was like, that feels like enough. But for what's now. annoying is the guy converted the garage into like another room. And so whenever you open the door to that room, it's like garage open. I'm like, no, I'm inside my house. I don't you want can, that. So I may rip that off. You may, you may disable it. Well, 
Mazel tov. Congratulations. I owe you a gift Thank bag. you. I will, I will spend the balance of the day working on that. Okay. Do your bottom of the cob because mine I'm a, is very frustrating. My bottom of the cob is it turns out Gracie is really um, not Strong. into stairs. And so she's oh. only been uh, on the second floor is where my bedroom is. And so I start her out there. I kept the door closed, et cetera. So I've been wanting to like get stuff ready downstairs. And every time I go downstairs, she stands at the top of the stairs and screams at me. And it's... Only been 24 hours and it's gotten very old. She's just got to get used to it. I'm hoping she can figure it out. I'm starting to worry that my cat is the one cat on the earth that like can't use stairs, but I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, my bottom of the cup is this. I did incredible. I had incredible shows in Salt Lake City and mm-hmm. Boise. Boise. It was like a me. fun weekend. It really was. The show. The crowds were impeccable and... Boise, Idaho. I really slept on them. I'd never gotten to go before. And apparently Boise is the fastest growing city in America. And I get why. It was awesome. I would love to vacation there. And everybody had a great time. And I got a message from someone. And it was a gay guy. I got a lot of people, trans, straight, gay, non-binary, all different colors of the rainbow. They all come to the show. It's super fun. And he was like, love the show. And then he kind of had this tone that was like, you know, we live, it was something to the extent, and I erased it because it was so upsetting. Like we live in a progressive society and I get that you're heterosexual, but, and it was basically telling me to be more inclusive in my show. In your jokes? Yeah. And I found it really offensive because the tone would suggest that I'm some type of dinosaur and like, I haven't been a part of society progressing and that I only like, oh, marriage is a man and a woman. And it was offensive because I do go out of my way to say partner. Maybe on that show I didn't, but I do try to say partner sometimes instead Mm -hmm. of man or woman. However, you as a comic are common, you're commenting on your life and society. And my jokes come from my perspective. I've never had sex with a woman. I am not gay. So I would never get up there and be like, and I, you know, and gay guys, they have sex like this. Like, it's not for me to speak on. So I don't even understand. I don't think his comment was coming from the right place. And I, or maybe it was, but it was such an ignorant thing to say. Were there any suggestions on how to be more inclusive? Like in, which is what's upsetting because I think a lot of times with people in general, regardless of what your issue is, you tend to attack your own allies. And it'd be one thing if I was saying something about gay people and it was misinformation or I was doing it imperfectly and it could be better. But these jokes are about me and my life and my experiences. I can't comment on being a young gay guy or being in a homosexual relationship or non-bi because those aren't what I am. And right, if, and just, if there was constructive criticism that was like, hey, you use this term that exactly. actually we don't use anymore, I think that you would take that, you yes. would appreciate that. But just to be like, you need to be more inclusive is so offensive because, I'm sorry, are you texting any male comics, any other comic and telling them that? Like, it's not my job. I'm not giving a speech at town hall. I'm not writing public policy. I'm talking mm-hmm. about when I was 16, I did this. And as and my husband, I do this. And it's funny because it doesn't matter your gender. These things are typically relatable. But no, it's not my job to speak to everyone about everything at all times. I'm here to talk about my experience. So kind of how dare you say that? I find that really offensive. Yeah, it reminds me of like old Kathy Griffin specials when she'd be like, okay, this one story is for you straight guys. All the straight guys that got dragged here, here's something about like a sports star I met. And I feel like it's that. That's very funny. Like, that's Because that is who got dragged there. That's not her experience. Like your audience is 
a lot of women. And that's because that's kind of what you speak to. And that's the people that most, and it's so fantastic when other people relate and yeah. find funny because you are just funny, but there's a reason that the demographics shake out the way that they do. And I feel like it would be so disingenuous for you to speak from a yeah, different I'm place. Not, I that's not what you do. And I'm also not one, I'm not the kind of comic where it's like, my act is like, and this is for the gay guys. Like gay guys like it because I'm speaking honestly and I'm speaking truthfully because at the end of the day, they're human. Mm-hmm. But it's so, it's it's up there with like, do better. And it's like, I'm talk, I'm allowed yeah. to talk about my life. Not everything. That would be like me going to a black comic and be like, you know, you talk a lot about historic black colleges and you're not really talking about film school or Jews. <laughs> you need to be more inclusive. <laughs> like it's your perspective. It is the only thing I can speak on with absolute certainty or my experiences. Right. But I, I, you can't do better if someone doesn't actually tell you what what's wrong. It's not exclusionary if I'm just talking about my life and making jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And so again, there was nothing constructive, but it also was just, it really sat with me because that type of, it's not even misanthropic, but that type of feedback, those types of vocal minorities are the types of people who rally and like 20 of them get someone canceled. I didn't do anything wrong and everybody had a good time. And I'm sorry that I didn't say homosexual boyfriend instead of my husband. I'm not sorry, I'm joking, but that's my experience. Heterosexual boyfriend. No, I'm sorry. No, I didn't For say- your husband. No, I'm saying instead of saying my husband, like, I'm sorry, I didn't say like, oh. and if you're a guy with a husband, like- <laughs> Right. And sometimes during my act, I'll be like, and guys, I don't want to leave you out. I got you. Let me explain to you what a romper is. I am speaking about my experiences and this is what standup is. And people need to stop- deciding that every standup that you decide to watch should have every single joke for you or be more inclusive or more of this or more of that. I am me and it's working out pretty well. Not her. Yeah, I think on the podcast, surprisingly, we get pretty constructive criticism. When we get criticism, it's pretty constructive. People will let us know like, oh, actually this, a lot of stuff about like in this country, we do this. And I'm like, oh, my bad. It actually kind of bothers me. Or whatever, but because we specifics. Yeah, like this is stuff about women feeling better and like online hate. And I talk about a miscarriage at the end. I'm like, these are all things that I can speak on because I've lived through them. I would never Mm -hmm. talk about your experience. I would never do Mm -hmm. that because it's not my perspective. But I always say this, whatever you go through in life, whatever oppression in any way that you felt or whatever bad experience, whether you've had cancer or you were bullied or you have this, once you've lived it, it is yours to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so- I thought that that was that was tone deaf and an ignorant thing to say, and it really offended me. Hmm. There's inclusivity, but you don't uh, you do, you don't do it just for performative reasons, right? Yeah, you you have to like if I'm going to say something about gay guys, it would be because I experienced something. I'm not going to be like, and gay guys, you know, in your relationship, like you're also not fucking dumb. If I say something that my partner does, like you can put yourself in my shoes and imagine it. That's what stand up yeah. is. So I'm sure if this person hears it, they'll be like, no, what I meant was, I was like, but you didn't say what you meant. You just said that I should make an effort and you didn't give me specifics. Not that I would want them because that's silly. I think but, uh, also people don't need to tiptoe around, but I think there is people come harder sometimes for like allies than actual hateful people. A thousand percent. you think that that person will actually take your words to heart, which is nice, but it's like, you need to, if you're trying to educate someone, you need to do it from a place of trying to educate them and not like scold them. And also I don't need an education when talking about my own life, okay? 
We all know what I'm an ally for, what I stand for and everything. And so, and also don't DM fucking comics. You're lucky I read mine. <laughs> but like our job is to comment. And how dare people, and this is from the, aside from this guy, like how dare people just decide like this bothers me so you can't. Yes, I can. I can say whatever the fuck I want. And there are things that I'm sorry for and there are things that I'm not. But I will never be ashamed of experiencing my life the way I experience it and talking about it. And I'm sorry that I was reachable and I'm sorry that I'm accessible and I choose to be so, but like go bother one of the 30,000 other meatheads saying actually horrible things out there. Sorry, mm -hmm. I just think that's really fucked up. It really bothered me because it makes it, frames it like I've said something wrong in my act. Yeah. We got, we got lesbians and gay guys and non-binary people getting engaged at my shows. I've got trans people that come to my shows. Nobody ever says anything. Yeah. So I'm sorry if you were like having a bad day and you decided to text me, but like, it just makes me read less DMs. It really bothered me. Fair. Yeah. Well. Well, that's the show. I was really saving that <laughs> one up. Um, I actually also, my other bottom of the cup is that I hurt my neck having sex. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm old now, but my baby has a tooth. With every tooth, she grows stronger. I grow weaker. You were trying to take a nap. This show's coming out on Wednesday. So this weekend, uh, I'll be in Saratoga, California, not New York, uh, Santa Rosa and San Jose. I'm sorry, Sacramento. My mistake. A lot of S's. And uh, so that's all in NorCal. Hear my cries. Come on out and see me. We are adding shows in Asia. We are adding shows in Australia, New Zealand. Never been there. Very excited. Um, second tour going through Asia. I think third tour going through Australia. So those tickets are out tickets in the U.S. We've got tons of dates. Do not message me and be like, where's my city? The chances are I was already there. Eliza.com slash tour. And all things aside, we just got the printed. I got to see what the book looks <gasps> like in person. Uh, it is available for pre-order and it will be out in October. And we're just very excited about a lot of things. Um, oh my God. I almost just went and remember Tasty Times call for Tasty Measures. Okay. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.